Hey, I'm Nina Bleicher, and this is the See the Upside podcast, where we talk about all things post-divorce. Our conversations hit real-life topics that we all want to dig deep into, like friendship, dating, healing, personal growth, wellness, and finding happiness, basically how to live your best, most fulfilling life ever, all with a focus on positivity and optimism. You can do this thing, and it can actually be an incredible opportunity. We're here to share our journeys, learn from each other, and have an amazing time along the way. Let's dive in. My guest today is James Bryan from Mindful Divorce. James is from the UK and has recently released a book called The Mindful Divorce. This book was born out of James's own experience of going through divorce. He found himself searching for answers and resources and just wasn't able to find what he needed at the time. So after navigating all of the divorce things on his own, he decided to create a resource to help other men navigate through all these tough parts of divorce, particularly the emotional side of divorce. The focus of the book is on acceptance, positivity, and finding really a new way to move forward. I'm learning personally so much in this book and can't wait for you to hear more about it on the podcast today. James is so open and honest about his own struggles and really encourages other men to come to terms with their own emotions through divorce so that they can get to the work of healing and move on with their lives in the best way possible and maybe even come out better, stronger, and more connected to a new partner. I know you'll love James as much as I do, so settle in and get ready to get real with all the things men and women and divorce. James, I'm so excited to be doing this podcast interview with you. It's so cool how we met online, and I have very mixed feelings about social media. I think everybody does, but this is one of the really good things, the cool things that comes out of social media is you get to meet other people who have kind of the same passions and uh, want to pursue and give back and make the world a better place in the same ways that you do. And that was kind of what struck me from the beginning time that we met, that both of us had gotten divorced and both of us had to sort of muddle through and figure things out on our own. And I think both of us came out and really wanted to help other people navigate in a better way, not to have to be blind going through everything, having a little bit of a guide, a little bit of support to make it less hard than what we experienced. So I'm so grateful uh, to have met you. And I'm also particularly excited because not only are you, are we in this space together, but you're a guy, which is so cool. And um, we'll, talk a little bit more about this later in the interview, but I just love your fearlessness and in diving into the emotional side that men get into in divorce too. And that's really what your most recent book is about is acknowledging that, not being afraid of it, working through it. Um, and I think that's so crucial for men and it's, it's often overlooked. And I also love that you're from the UK. It's somewhere so different. And we Americans kind of think America is the only place in the world, you know, like we don't have as much of a worldview as Europeans, because I think Europe is a bunch of countries that are all close together. And America is, you know, we're so big, we're so isolated. And we, we forget that, you know, there are other countries and other people who do things differently and there's a lot we can learn from that. So I'm particularly excited to dig into that part, the international part and the part that you're a guy and have a totally different perspective than I do. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to, uh, to be able to join you. So thanks. Awesome. So let's start by talking a little bit about your divorce story so we can give everybody kind of a lay of the land where you're at and, you know, how you got here. Sure. So, um, so I, so I, so I, I kind of um, separated um, from my wife probably about sort of five and a half, 
uh, six years ago. Kind of already emotionally um, divorced because um, we we kind of been been together for quite a while. So so um, yeah, so we 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 emotionally divorced. Not to say that it kind of made it. I mean, I, I think to some degree it did make it a bit easier, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we kind of decided we decided that we were going to get divorced, so it wasn't any, it didn't come as a surprise. So it was a really really difficult decision. Um, but ultimately, it came down to um, just one you know one day I just I remember thinking, would I want my own daughter to be in a in a relationship? It, uh, the answer was 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 no. So whilst I felt you know that I was doing the right doing the right thing we were doing the right thing staying together no i agree i think that is such a great way to a great question to ask yourself and a good moral compass would i want this relationship for my child and mm. that really gives you a really good honest true feeling of where you're at and what kind of marriage and relationship you really have yeah because it's so it's it's so difficult when 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 you're it's, it's easy to look in at someone else and kind of see where the problems are and you know think things or give advice and things like that but when you're kind of in it when you're when you're really experiencing it and living it yourself you know it's, sometimes it's really difficult to to feel to think straight and, and and of course your mind plays tricks with you and talks you out of things and you think you know the right answer but you know so you kind of go around in circles but that, and, and that's what we did for for um you know a, a, a number of a number of years a couple of years at least um kind of you know is it is this the right thing is it the wrong thing and all of the guilt and all of those emotions as well but ultimately they you know that's what it kind of came down to but don't you think um, sometimes when the question keeps coming up in a relationship like is this relationship right? Am I happy? The fact that you keep asking the question is mm -hmm. kind of your answer in a way too. But like you said, yeah. when you're in the middle of it, we tell ourselves things like, oh, relationships are work and they are. But I think when you're in a relationship that's healthy and balanced and good, you want to do the work and you're willing to compromise. And I think it's different when you know you're in a situation that can't be righted and can't be, you know, that, that isn't quite right, that there's part of yeah. you that kind of knows. But it's also, it's also knowing, um, you know, you, you learn from experience. And so if that's the only experience you've got of marriage, it's difficult, you know, see, you know, everyone has problems from time to time. So, you know, you say to yourself, well, this must be normal. This is normal. I'll, I'll be, I, you know, we're probably jumping ahead in the, in the, the kind of narrative of the, the interview. But it was only after I kind of, you know, got into a new relationship. I, I just always thought all, all relationships were like my old one. I, I never had any idea that it didn't have to be that, that way. And so that's the difficulty as well, kind of knowing what, what what the reality can be i agree yeah sometimes you don't know what healthy and good and uh what what the possibilities are until you're actually there and you look back yeah. and you see so clearly wow yeah. you know i just didn't realize yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely so, so you're now divorced mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and so, but you know, when I was going through the divorce, the, the only person that I kind of knew or who'd been through it, um, who seemed to be reasonably successful in, in terms of, you know, he, he wasn't at loggerheads with his, with his ex. Um, he, lived in, he lived in Spain, um, so, you know, it wasn't as if he was around, around the corner. And, and, you know, I kind of trolled the internet and was looking for advice and guidance. Uh, and, and all I found was just, you know, a lot of uh, negativity at all. Oh, a and, lot and of so, legal advice, I feel like. Like, it's all about the logistics. There's not a whole lot to help you navigate the internal and all of yeah. the um, additional sort of underappreciated issues that you have to deal with. I mean, I think lawyers are ready to jump in and help and have all kinds of things to say but that's only one little piece of it mm -hmm. yeah i mean the big you know the bigger uh, um you know gen gen generalizing generalizing here um but you know typically typically the, the children with the um the, the mom 
and, and so in the UK, I don't know what it's like in um, in America, but in in the UK, the non-resident parent uh, has very few, well, doesn't have, have any rights all over the children. And so um, it, it's, it's, it's reasonably common practice at some stage through the divorce to have restricted access to children, um, which is, you, you know, le legally, there's, there's absolutely nothing that you can do, certainly in the, in the short term. And even in the long term, um, you're talking about months and months and thousands and thousands of pounds going through the courts. So for a lot of men, um, it, it, this, this is one of the, the biggest, biggest challenges. And of course, when you try to find, well, you know, what's the, what's the best way to resolve this? Um, you know, all you get is a lot of angry men. Um, talking about it, then you'll go to uh, a, a woman's forum and you just get a lot of angry women. Um, and, and, and that's what I found. And so I, I said to myself at the time, you know, when, when I get through this, I, I'm going to, I'm going to write a book to help other men. And, and I've, I've all, when I was a kid, I used about this, I'll write a book about that, but I never got around to it. And, and with this one, I thought, God, you know, it's so painful, so difficult. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I am gonna write, write that book, which is what, what I did. And ultimately, my first book was called The Real Man's Guide to Divorce, and, and basically, it was a kind of guidebook for guys to say, you know, from the beginning, in terms of emotions, you know, these are the things that can kind of help you. I should back, backtrack a little bit. Two, the two, the two things that I, I, one of them, I wanted to make sure that I saw my children, um, and, and get unrestricted access to my kids. That, that you know, that that was the number one priority for me. Um, and um, the second was that I, I didn't want to blow a fortune on solicitors, on lawyers. Um, you know, as a, in, in my kind of business life, I work with lawyers all of the time. Fantastic, you know, brilliant to have a great lawyer by your side, but I just didn't want to blow all of that money. And, and um, the, the, what I kind of came to realize was that the only way that I was going to achieve those two objectives was to reduce the conflict in, in, in the divorce. And, and so the basis of the book was all about dealing with your own emotions, coming to terms with it, and reducing conflict um, with, with, um, with, you, with your spouse, you know, how to maintain the, the, the relationship with your children. Because um, my, 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 my um, ex-wife moved 300 miles away to, to Cornwall with my kids. So, you know, it was like a five, six hour drive each way. Um, and, um, you, you, you know, if, if I, if I didn't find a, I needed to work really hard. I, I didn't want that relationship with my children to, 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 to deteriorate. So that was something really important to me as well. And, um, and then I kind of worked through the practicalities of, um, you know, how do you actually get divorced in the UK? So the first book is, is very male focused and, and UK centric. And then I kind of took it all the way through to the other side. I, I realized that men, typically um compared to women um kind of lose their social networks and and lose their their, their male re relationships and, and 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 me in particular because I, I worked internationally and i spent a lot of time traveling when i came home um so typically in a month i'd be away for at least a week um you know in the far east or something and so when i came home um i was just all focused on the family um, and, and on, on my kids and, and my my friendships um, kind of took the, took the back seat. Do you think that's because your time was focused on your kids or do you think your friendships, like sometimes people feel like as a single person, they don't fit into the couple's world, you know, and they stop getting invited to things. Oh no, this was, this was, this was while I, this, no, this was while I was married, while I was married. So oh. while, while, I, while I was married, um, my, per, my personal friendships kind of took the, took the back seat because I was focused on family, family friendships okay. uh, and my ch children. But then of course, when I got divorced, um, you know, you, you, you realize that all, all of your, all of the, your, your friendships um, were as a, as a couple, you will lose some of those. And, e and even the yeah. ones that you don't lose, you know, they, they're living in a completely different world now, as you just yeah. sort of pointed out, a single person compared to a, a married person. And, and so in, in the book, and, and again, it was from my own experience, I realized that I needed to build up my social life again. Um, and, and so the book, you know, goes on, on to, you know, talk about how to work on your social life. I kind of saw it as a kind of um, path, if you like, from being divorced and getting through it and getting through the other side. And, and you know, and, and this is what I like about um, 
you know what what you're doing because um i'm I'm very much focused on um you know the opportunities and looking at things in a positive way and making the best of the situation rather than kind of mourning's a, a strong word but you know kind of mourning and bitching about you know the, what a bad situation that i'm in um i'm kind of all more kind of for action and what can a person do to help themselves and how can we help people help help themselves well i think that's one of the the big lessons in divorce is that we all are in charge of our own happiness and well-being and lives in general that we have choices and perspective is a huge part of that how you view things how you're going to respond to things we have a choice and one of the things I love you talk about in your most recent book which we haven't really quite introduced yet which is more of a emotional guide to finding health and well-being coming out of divorce but I really love that you dig deep into that and address the empowerment that we have and the ability to choose and I think so many like i didn't really quite understand this fully until i got divorced that our emotions are something that we can manage control and shift you mm -hmm. don't just have to give in to anger when it comes over you in a wave i'm not saying you bury it which you address in the book too you you receive it and you acknowledge it but then you try to understand it and move past it. You know, you don't let it overwhelm you and rule you. We are owners of our own bodies, hearts, and minds, and we have choices. And of course, it's natural to go through divorce and feel all those roller coaster intense emotions. Uh, and I've always said divorce is really a form of grief. I mean, we are mm -hmm. grieving the end of not only a relationship, I mean, I think people who haven't been through divorce think, oh, it's an end of a relationship. But it's really, yes, it's the end of that relationship, but it's the end of that life that you had. It's the end of yeah. dreams. It's the end mm -hmm. of the way you thought your life was going to look. And you really have to kind of shift and, and change your view and your, and figure out how you're going to process the grief and you have choices and i love the tools that you have in your book you have very tangible reflections meditations and journaling activities and i wasn't a big journaler before i got divorced but i think there's something about actually writing down and documenting that allows you to release something and and takes it out of what's just inside and jumbled feelings and emotions and information and allows you to um, process it and view it and analyze it and understand it and then be able to make choices on how you want to use that and I, I think you and I are very similar in that sense that we both view this as an opportunity. I mean, divorce is not something that you would select for anybody. No. It's not a path we ever thought we would be on, but there, what are you going to do with it? You know, you can sit there and stay stuck in the, the sadness of it, the frustration of it, wishing you went back i mean all those things i've seen people who get caught in that get stuck and and kind mm -hmm. of really can't move forward because they're not accepting really i mean that's kind of the first thing you have to do is accept where you are you don't have yeah. to like it but you do have to sort of say okay this is where i am that marriage is over now what am i going to do and that's where that decision to find a positive way out is going to be it's going to change everything you know it just changes what comes to you what happens to you all those things so yeah no i, I agree i i i know it sounds it's, it's a crazy thing to say but <clears throat> I, I i personally believe that divorce really does give us an opportunity because um i mean god you know most of us are on autopilot 
you know, we, we go through our lives on autopilot. Things happen to us. We kind of react to them. Um, but, you know, divorce and, and separation kind of gives us that jolt where we're like, whoa, you, what am I going to do? What am I going to do now? And, but I, I, I believe that to, to kind of get, get through it quickly and as painfully as possible, um, it really kind of helps. And, I, and you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a again, generalizing, women tend to be, um, you know, a, a lot more, um, you know, they communicate more, they um, are happy to talk about their, their, their emotions, they're happy to kind of live their emotions, whereas guys tend to, don't really want to talk about their emotions, don't notice them half the time and and um and 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 definitely don't want to kind of be dwell, dwelling on there and i i don't want to either but um you know there's this definite definite value in kind of understanding what you know what you're feeling and and, and working through and that's that's the, the the reason why one of the reasons why i wrote the second book was because the first one was obviously um centered at men and um it was uk centered in terms of the the, the chapters on the law is is around UK UK law, um, yeah. but I, I I the 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 feedback that I got was was really good. Um, but you know it, it's it's difficult to find guys. I don't think men necessarily think, oh yeah, I'm I'm kind of going through this. I'll get a book to work out how to kind of do it. Whereas a, a lot of lot of women had bought it for um, male relations, and I I was getting some really really great feedback. So that kind of gave me the confidence to, um, to 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 write the second one, which one is more focused on on both genders, but also for uh, U.S. market uh, and international markets as well. And the idea is to kind of uh, write a series of kind of bite-sized books where you can read it in an afternoon, take out what you need, and kind of really benefit from it. And um, you know, for, for me, for me, this is like a, this is like a, a kind of a sideline. Um, I, I didn't get in, into it to to make make any money, and and you know you don't really make money off, off books anywhere. But you know I get a an email from someone or a message from someone telling me, you know how much it's it's helped them. Um, I mean that's amazing because uh, you know I I think back to what I you know where I was and and how how shitty it can be, and and um, to you know to be able to help someone even in this in a, in the smallest of ways kind of you know move on or get over certain things is is um is, a, is an incredible thing that makes it worthwhile and 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 the the kind of the whilst that whilst originally i got into it to help guys um my kind of underlying basis of doing this is is really about the children because um you know in in, in the again I, I don't know what it's like in the states but in the uk like a third of dads never see their kids again after they get divorced I mean that's that's just insane, and it's not good for the kids. Well, it isn't. I mean, if you know now more than ever, children need need um, more male role models. That they, 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 you know, in, in 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 British schools, for example, the majority of the time um, it's 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 mainly women that teach teach the kids. Um, they 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 don't have if they haven't got a father figure in in a in, in the family unit. They're, you know, they they struggle. There isn't male role models around in schools and and there's in certain sports and things, but it's 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 really yeah. tough. Um, and 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 you know, kids kids, as long as you know both parents are kind of you know functioning parents, both kids benefit from having two different um, you know the, the, the two different parents and have you know men behaving different ways to women and vice versa. But getting that kind of well you know that makes kids balanced and, and well-rounded of course yeah mm. yeah well and i think all kids have a fundamental organic need to have a relationship with both of their parents like it's just an, a human need to have that connection yeah. even if their dad for whatever reason is not the perfect dad it doesn't matter that doesn't matter to a kid let's circle back to your book and talk can you explain to everybody a little bit like it really is a guidebook for healing from divorce with tangible activities and steps that you can do that kind of help you work through some things can you give give us a little bit of an idea of what's included yeah so so when I, when i when i decided that I was going to write the second book. Um, I was I was thinking about well, you know where where do I start and and 
I, I began the first book and, and everything starts with your mindset and your, your emotions and the way that you approach things. Because if that's off, then, you know, decisions that you make further down the line are going to be going to be affected. So, I mean, the, 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 the you know, the simplest example would be, you know, the, there's you, you get divorced for a reason. But particularly if you've got children, you still have to try and find a way at some point in the future of, of being able to get on um you know for the sake of your children you know and and you know people some people can't even be in the same room as as their as their as their um their spouse their ex-spouse um and 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 so you know for me it's a it's a it was about trying to find a way um of creating a new type of relation trying to create a new type of relationship with your with your ex that with a sole purpose of, of basically raising you know your kids but of course, if you're carrying all of this, these emotions, your know, anger and frustration and all that, you're never going to be able to achieve those kind of those objectives. And so the book is all the, the, the start of the first book and the second book is all about kind of managing those, those emotions. Because, um, you know, even even with the um, if, you, if you think about a working environment, albeit the working environment's different at the moment, but if you're um, you're angry and stressed out about things how easy is that to spill over into your um into your into your working um working life um and you could end up doing something that you know uh, you, you could lose your job or you know something something really really serious so the emotion thing is really important and um the 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 tools that i kind of used in there um were um ones about kind of reducing stress and, and kind of come into terms with your situation because as you know as you've said before acceptance is a big part of that um if um if you can't accept your your, your current situation that's not to say you have to like it but if you can't accept it you're never going to move on and so there's exercises in there in terms of you know identifying what went wrong um and and learning from your your, your mistakes so you don't say, make the same mistakes again and and I, and I, and from my own experience and when i've done this with other people as well you know just that exercise alone is so empowering because all of a sudden you think to yourself okay well i know how i come i know how i contributed to to, to that um frees you and then there's the forgiving yourself um piece piece as well allow yourself, allowing yourself to move on and um what do you think about again you know the goodness of your partner too that can be really challenging in certain situations if there was infidelity or you know other complicating factors and i think that can be a real roadblock to healing if you don't allow that to happen now for you know i think forgiveness doesn't mean saying the action was okay but it's it's a vehicle for allowing yourself to move on you know it is and 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 forgive it and, and you know all all of these things um you know when we talk about forgiveness i also mean you know about about yourself and like you know be, being compassionate being compassionate to yourself as as well um you know giving yourself a break and instead of like beating yourself up and thinking you know well it depends on obviously depends should have on the seen this sooner or sometimes yeah, like yeah. that but i do i think that a nice way to do that, a way that a tool that I've found for myself is almost to pretend like I'm my daughter or something to, to go outside of myself because we're all so critical of ourselves. So when we start mm-hmm. viewing ourselves like our best friends view us or like we view our daughter, you know, we all of a sudden say, wow, you did the best that you could with the tools that you had. Like, don't don't get hung up on your mistakes. You're doing great. Look at how far you've come. But when I look at myself, I'm like, God dang it! I should have known all that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware. I, that was so stupid. You know, we have to sort of shift that interior internal voice to something that's more compassionate and kind. And I think that's it's hard to do because we're you know we just want we we're so we have such high expectations of ourselves yeah and I, I mean something else that um it work, works really well that that's in the book as well is is um it's it's a kind of goal setting exercise it's 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 painting that picture of what um a, a, you know your your future looks like 
but it's doing it where you kind of you you, you think of it that it's already happened so you're looking back you, you're looking back over the previous year this has been the best year ever and you and you, you kind of get come up with all of the, the kind of things that would be an amazing year for, for, for you and then you start to kind of understand you know why it is that you want that and I think when you have that kind of um when you have those those goals and that kind of that north that north star something to kind of strive for and aim for it kind of pulls you through as well so you think to yourself okay well you know things are not great right now but you know that's what i want and that's what i'm working towards and when you're kind of thinking in that way things start to drop into place you know opportunities or, or you'll catch yourself um you know if you if you think in negative for example you catch yourself and I, and, I, and i think it's 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 those a combination of different tools to kind of pull you to pull you through but i think you know acceptance of the, the, the situation and where you are and then having that kind of brighter future to, to to focus on the longer term goals is the thing that really kind of brings you through well um, i think it's important to get clear about our goals that mm. oftentimes like you said we're just kind of dealing with our daily lives living on autopilot and we don't spend the time to reflect and really get clear and understand what is important to us that we don't, we don't, you have to sort of sit with it and spend the time and do an exercise like that to know. And I really did love that section of the book where you kind of create your best year and mm -hmm. what does that look like? And then I believe in the book it had, uh, steps on you know action items that you would need to take to get there and why those things were important right isn't that kind of part of the exercise that you write all that out so in the book thing, um, that in that exercise of creating your like pretending like you're looking back at your best year ever and what happened in that year and writing that down part of that exercise is why are the writing down why those things are so important to you and what needs to happen to make those things happen for you right and i yeah. thought that was really cool to you know that's a really tangible way to do goal setting where some people might be like i don't want to set goals like you know that just mm -hmm. seems like pie in the sky but these are really things that you can make happen that are realistic that you but if you don't get clear about it then you just keep going through your life and you don't spend the time to even know what's important to you yeah and and, and um i was talking to someone yesterday and and um that you know that they the, the thing about when you when you have a when you have a goal you know, and, and my my two goals of you know my kids and and, and not spending all the money on the solicitors what that means is is that um you know if you get into uh some kind of you know perhaps you get into a bit of a uh, a conflict with your 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 spouse she's taking the frustrations out on you or something like that you know it's it's easy to kind of get knocked off course if you don't know what you want you know you can be reactive and then you, you all of a sudden you've just caused a huge you know potentially a huge um, problem for yourself um whereas you know if you really know what you want then you, you can kind of take a step back from it and say actually if i react in this way that's going to get in the effect that's going to get in the way of what i'm what i'm really after here and so it, it kind of helps you keeps you know on the on the path that you want to take stops you from getting knocked about from uh, external influences it's as, like as well. a north star or a compass mm. actually i was mm. going to call my business north star or something like that i can't remember it was one of the things that i think mm -hmm. it is very important to be aware of and constantly coming back to your purpose your why because yeah. yeah, that, like in your book you say that when things get difficult then that's what keeps you going that's what keeps yeah. you motivated when you remember and know this is why i'm doing this so that i can be with my kids so that i can have this sense of calm and peace in my life or whatever it is that you're trying mm -hmm. to achieve mm -hmm that yeah. you can come back to it well one thing i wanted to ask so you said the second book is more focused on both men and women right yeah. how do you think what do you think are some of the fun we talked about some of them but what are mm -hmm. some of the real differences in 
the needs for men versus women coming out of divorce. And that could be anything. I mean, we did yeah. talk about the logistics in the UK of custody. That's an issue. Um, I think community is, is important. But. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think um, uh, from a, from an emotional point of view, um, women, women have a, tend to have better communities, better networks. So they, they've got more support. Um, whereas men typically don't have any any support um very few people to kind of to go to and and you know and even if you do um you can only talk you can only talk about stuff like that um a certain amount of times you, you know you can't you, you can't just kind of go on and on and on about it so um i i think you know generally generally speaking um, I think from my own personal experience, but you know, men, men just don't really like to talk, to talk about their, their emotions. So I think that's, that's a, that's a big difference. And, and of course, coming to terms with your emotions is a, is a, is a big part of healing. So I think guys are, are instantly at a disadvantage um, and, and, and kind of can, can struggle, but you know, they probably tend to kind of put it under the carpet and just focus on work or focus on something else. And, and, you know, that's why um, it can take such a long time to get through, um, get through divorce. But I think the other big, um, the big, big difference between the two, two genders and, and what causes a huge amount of conflict and, and friction is, is that gen again, you know, gen generally speaking, obviously I'm not a woman, so I can, um, I can go only go from my own experience and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not all, all men either. So these are generalizations, but you know, typically I think, um, when a, uh, a woman comes, comes into a divorce, um, she's usually got the children. So her, her focus is making sure that her and the children are going to be okay financially. So money's a big key, key, key driver. Men on the other hand, tend not to have the children. And certainly in the, in the UK, um, you know, they, they, don't have the access, um, access can be taken away from them at any, any time. And so both genders use that leverage. Um, so women will restrict access to the children and men will um, restrict access to, to, to money. And, and they use those two things to kind of fight each other. Children are, are, are in the, in the centre of it. Um, and, and also I think, um, you know, when I... Um, so I did a, I did, um, in, I wanted to create a community, um, with, um, I just want to kind of create some kind of com community. It's called, I just called it my, my mindful divorce on Instagram. Um, it's I, I didn't know if it was going to work. Right. Isn't it? Or you have an Instagram account, but you also have a Facebook group. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw when, when I, when I did the, when I did the real man's guide to divorce, I created a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 I don't. I personally don't really use use Facebook that much anyway. But I kind of did it because I thought that's what you do. You do it on. Guys are not really looking for that kind of resource, and, and so I left it. But then when I was um, when I when I wrote um, the mindful divorce, I thought, well, maybe there's something about doing 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 something on Instagram. So I, I tell, but the, the idea was for men and women to come onto it. Um, and but predominantly it's like 80 percent 80 percent women and and as the more i've kind of thought about it um i think i just think divorce is such a um a motive topic between men and men and men and women i'm not sure if actually you can have them on the same kind of groups same same kind of platform um and, and so i'm thinking about doing a, a separate one for for, for men as well it just i don't know it'd be interesting to hear what you you think but um it, it's kind of like what, what, I, what I if there's um people you know a group of women talking about divorce they kind of automatically kind of shield the woman and, and all men are kind of bad or you know they're not they're not great and it's they kind of always side for the women and men i think it's not necessarily that they do that but i just kind of think that um they can it's it's all too easy just to point every man or every woman with the same brush when you kind of go on going through that and i i, I think i don't think it's really helpful either but i don't i don't know what the, the answer to it is yeah. well it's interesting because i specifically created see the upside 
to appear gender neutral mm -hmm. and to have a gender neutral name and logo. I didn't want a flower or I actually love butterflies and I love the symbolism mm -hmm. of transformation that a butterfly represents, but I wanted to stay away from that. And even like the color pink or, you know, anything like that, I kept it black and white because mm -hmm. I have quite a few friends that are men who have gone through divorce and I, I agree with you. I think there's a perception that it's harder for the women or something or, or the women are the ones that always get hurt. And although I have some very, very dear um, women friends who have gone through some really difficult divorces where from my vantage point, you know, I, I'm, I'm protective of them and I don't want to see other women go through those things. That's not every story. I also know some divorce stories where the man was really heartbroken and hurt and they didn't really have a way to manage it. I guess the real question, I mean, there are a couple questions. One is, can you address these issues as a combined community together where we share our resources? I mean, you and I are for sure that, which is a start. And I think if you and I can come together, both having come out of divorce and, um, and mine was pretty complicated and I, you know, it was a very hard process to work through. I think that there is opportunity and that's maybe how the real solution is going to come is for us to really see the vantage point from different perspectives and be able to share the struggles and find the healing commonalities because the real healing is really the same for everybody. It's so. going to be, everybody comes out hurt. I think mm -hmm. even if you are the initiator, there's still something lost and that's grieving inside that when a divorce ends. So um, I think that's important. I mean, I guess the question is, you know, what's the format for that? I don't know. I'm still working through logistically with see the upside. What is going to be most helpful? You know, where are people yeah. going to go? Because I'm not, one thing I think for you is from most of the men I know, they're, they're not really joining Facebook groups. They're not really posting. Most men are not posting a lot on social media. I think sometimes they're there absorbing and taking in information, but they're maybe not as active participants. So yeah, I yeah. love the idea of a book. I think that's super helpful. Um, and maybe courses, like I've thought about doing digital courses. I think that marketplace is very heavily saturated right now. Um, but I still think there's room for that. So I think I mean, people, are, people are always going to get divorced. And, and, and that, yeah. that, you know, I think even more so now than ever, James, watch yeah. this coming well, out. Of yeah, exactly. With it. Well, I mean, we, you know, we've seen spikes in, in, um, you know, since lockdown and, and a lot of all of the other countries as well. And, um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I, I mean, jumping around a little bit but I'm I, using my technology background and um, uh, kind of um, brand growth background I've um, I'm just about to launch a website for, for in, in the UK mm -hmm. um, or divorce for people to get divorced because um, it, it you know that it's, it's expensive to do um, it they, you know solicitors lawyers try to keep it complicated um, and and, and it, it is obviously complicated um, but what I've what I've done is um, I created a business that simplifies it as much as possible from a you know a DIY divorce and we, we show you how you do it through to a fully fully managed service and um, that's kind of that was the kind of logical pro pro progression for me because not only is it about helping people to kind of divorce for less the whole ethos about reducing conflict if you can reduce conflict if you can agree on the, the terms of your divorce you don't have to spend all of this money on solicitors if you're not having a conflict you know you're protecting your children um and you know you can kind of recover from it quicker and get on with your life and start creating that life for yourself so that was the, the that 
kind of f- followed on for, for, for me and and I and I, I just I still want to get the message out there and I think I think um you know for the the that I I've called my Instagram group and the, the the Facebook group mindful divorce because I just couldn't think of anything else to call it at this stage um but it was you know it was I love that name I think it's a great yeah, name. I, I, mean, I think I think it probably appeals more to to women than men and and these guys these <laughs> guys on there, yeah these guys on there um but I I think I'm I I've no, I've noticed that my Facebook page, my male Facebook page, is getting loads and loads of hits, although I've not done anything with it. So I want to do something with that, and I've actually I've got a, an interview on um, Sunday with a guy. Uh, the guy, um, he they're all about kind of um, you know uh, kind of equal rights for men in terms of everything. So hear their perspectives, but I think whilst you know you and I. Uh, uh, here we, we're talking about it, and uh, you know other people are kind of talking about it. It depends on the stage that you're you're, you're at in your life and through your divorce. And you know if you're at the very beginning and, and 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 angry and bitter and struggling with your emotions and stuff like that, which you know some of our followers are gonna are going to be. So I, I think you know there's absolutely no reason why both genders can kind of be together in these things, but. Um, I suppose it's, it's the same. It's the same as politics or anything, isn't it? You're always going to have division um, between it, and there's going to be some people that are going to be more vocal than others, and and kind of try to kind of create that divide. Well, um, I think there's an opportunity to address universal divorce issues like healing, trauma, perspective, acceptance, all of those things. Yeah. But I think there's also an opportunity to focus on the unique needs of both sides. Like you're saying, yeah. you know, for men in the UK, custody is going to be a huge issue and they need guidance and expertise to navigate that. And maybe just the fact that there's um, not as much community and support for men and letting them feel like their emotions and feelings are valid and it's okay. And, and I think another thing that, I, that struck me that you said that I think is a real issue is friend fatigue. You know, you, mm-hmm. I think yeah. coming out of divorce, we need that, that friends support that family support that community, but they get tired, you know, it's a heavy load. And I think for men, um, especially when they're hesitant to even share that in the first place to get that vibe from someone like, all right, dude, quit talking about your divorce where we've heard it, you know, that's going to make them shut down even more. And they do need something like what you have, James, like a, a forum to, be able to discuss and share that information. But I think the problem is men might be a little bit more hesitant to join into those groups. And I, I myself was not so into personal growth, self-awareness, spirituality. That all came really just coming out of my divorce. And it yeah, wasn't that I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I just I honestly don't think I even knew half that stuff existed. Like I just didn't. And sometimes it's through trauma that you see the light, you know, that you start seeing things from a new perspective and that's the growth and the opportunity and the beauty of all that. But um, I do think, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get guys to come out and to share and, but it's also not healthy for them to sit alone and, I would argue that they're feeling emotions just as strong as women are. They, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there would be no reason. There's no logical reason to say they they wouldn't. I mean, we're we're huh. made the same the same way. I mean, I didn't. I, I mean, I I um I I so I mean, I I told I told when when we kind of decided that we we're separating. Um, I didn't want to tell any anybody. Um, because like, I was embarrassed um you know felt like a a a failure and all kinds of uh, stuff stuff like that and and um um and you know it was with great reluctance that i i told any anybody uh, and i I didn't tell a lot of people only talk only really told the people that i i kind of needed needed to but um I'm laughing. It's not really funny, but it is kind of funny. But um, I didn't, I didn't t- hardly tell anybody at work. I mean, my kind of immediate, immediate boss and you know 
that and, and maybe, maybe a couple of like kind of closest friends but but even even like you know close friends i didn't tell at work um i just i just didn't do it because one because i didn't really want to talk about it and you know i'm kind of you know i just want to uh, anyway so i didn't tell anybody but it got so long after that we had been um, separated i got to the point where i was actually embarrassed thinking god i'm gonna have to tell them that you know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm separated, and, and and of course by then I'd kind of I'd got over to it. I'd got you know it was easy for me to talk about. It. I'd come to terms with it. But the big problem now was, you know, how do I turn around to them and say, oh yeah, well this happened like X amount of months ago, and they say, well why the hell didn't you tell us? And I'm like, so and and some people, um, I did I actually didn't even I didn't even tell to I just didn't get around getting around to it. I, I, you know, so it's ridiculous, but. Well, I think that a couple things. I think number one, that you have to kind of brace yourself for your story, you know, mm. there are questions. And I, I mean, I have people who said, really, you can't work things out. I mean, you guys seemed like, and I was like, no, are you telling me? I mean, believe me, I did not take this decision lightly. You know, you get those people that are trying to negotiate with you and they, they're mourning your marriage ending. And, you know, it's, it's hard to, to emotionally have those conversations, you know, it's just tough. Um, I think also, and I blogged about this not that long ago, that, when I was going through a divorce, I just felt like it was so messy and I wanted to shield all my friends and family from, it felt like I was contagious, you know, not the divorce was like, if I talked to them, they would get divorced, but just like, it was a messy thing that I didn't want to dump on people. Like I just yeah. felt like, you know what, I'll clean this up by myself and I'll, I'll show up when everything's good and I'm all settled and I'm all healed. And, you know, in the meantime, I'll just kind of be on the DL. Like I'm not going to, you know, really go there. But the, and, and I wrote about this too. The interesting thing is I needed that support. I, I couldn't do it all alone. And there are circumstances in my divorce where I had to do things by myself for years and not share with anybody and the, the, you're like a, a pressure cooker inside, you know, and, and it, I just, I needed to be able to share the experience and the honesty and the hurt and the trauma with the, my really trusted friends and family. And that's how I ended up surviving. And I was never a big emoter or sharer, or I was mm -hmm. always kind of private but I think the divorce really cracked open the connection of vulnerability for me and forced me to be vulnerable because I couldn't survive by myself. I just couldn't do it. And by sharing that, I created connections and support and just received love in the most incredible way that I never would have had if I had tried to do it by myself or hadn't even gone through that. So that was really kind of a, an awakening for me is that we don't have to do it alone. And I hope that men feel that way too, that by, if you find the right people that you really, really trust, you know, people want honesty, they want truth, they want connection, no matter what they're showing on the outside, that's what everybody wants. You know, we all want to be heard and understood. And when you share your story, honestly, and you show someone all your stuff, that's, I mean, I'm not saying you dump everything. It's only to trust, no, course, no. but someone that you're really connected with, that's like a gift for them that you trust them enough to show them that stuff. And I think I feel that way when someone comes to me, hurt and needing help and wanting to tell me something really hard, I take that as a huge honor and privilege to be able to stand by them and be their friend in that moment. And I think I really had to learn that, that it's, and, mm -hmm. and I hope that guys learn that too, that, I mean, of course, women also, but since we're specifically talking about the emotional um, shield that a lot of men have, you know, 
if you have relationships that you trust, that's, that's what we all want is you to be honest. And that allows your friend or your family member to step up in a way that they want to for you when they really love you and care about you and you're giving them that opportunity. And that's really a gift. And I never viewed it that way, but that's probably one of the biggest lessons I learned coming out of divorce is, you know, it's liberating. I mean, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a man, um, you know, I, 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 I you know, I, the thing that I, I realized was friends kind of needed, needed help you know i would want them to to come to me for for help and so you know when i realized that i thought well you know if i'm i'm not asking for people's help then i'm kind of doing them a, a disservice because they'd be really you know what i mean they, they people want your friends want to help you and so that was one of the one of the things and i and just kind of going through that and, and kind of opening up emotion, emotionally um he's been uh, when i say opening up emotionally i don't mean like i kind of bear my heart and kind of you know, blub and all this kind of thing about baby any old steps, thing, but, James, baby but, but, steps. We'll take any yeah, exactly. but, but you know, but it, it, it's it's a, it's enough for me to, um, you know, you know, my income, my new new relationship, for example, more willing to share about share those now. Whereas before, I would just bottle them up inside and just keep it all to myself because I didn't want to yeah. stress someone else out or worry. And 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 I, you know, I think ultimately you know that it, it makes you more relatable um and 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 people can kind of you know you can you can help help people more um if, if you're if you've been like that rather than like really stiff i mean obviously as a brit you know stiff upper lip is uh is, is is everything you know we don't we, we don't tend to kind of talk about um um you know emotions well and i think the problem is we can't read minds we don't know how you're feeling if you don't tell us and I think, you know, that's the real opportunity coming out of divorce and, and redefining who you are in a partnership and a relationship is having that refreshing ability to be who you really are. And I love that about being at this stage that I'm in and probably you're in, which is I want to be with someone that I really want to be with. That's my mm -hmm. only motivation. And I want them to be honestly who they are. And I've had to kind of find that in myself too, because I used to be a, a yes person, like a pleaser, you know? And I think there's dishonesty in that because you're not being who you truly are. And I think people don't respect you. The minute you create boundaries and start saying, no, I don't wanna go to Thai food tonight. I really wanna go to Mexican food. Like all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, you know, uh, if when you're always like whatever it's fine mm. you know nobody wants to hear that nobody no. and really it you know it's not fine you know that person actually wants to do something and has an opinion and I think it makes people like you and respect you better I just never I don't know I had to sort of learn that really late in life to be okay with with saying no and having opinions and having boundaries. And actually I have a girlfriend who recently, um, she, she was dating someone and she just kind of had to say, here's where I'm at. Here's where my needs are. And it, he got kind of like nervous going, Oh gosh, I don't know what that means. And it was really scary for her because it, he could have been like, I'm out. Like that's you know too much. But then he came back and said, you know, I really thought about it and I appreciate you telling me where you're at and telling me what you need. It's like sometimes you have to be willing to lose everything to get everything, you know, mm. otherwise you stay in this middle ground where you don't ever get to get to the higher level of what you want and get your needs met because you're not telling anybody what your needs are. I think it's just really liberating to be in this place. That's a good. Yeah, story. yeah. I mean, my, 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 my I could do a whole other interview with you on men and dating after divorce. Yeah, yeah. Well, well we should, we, we, we probably should, because it's a really It's a really interesting topic, and and. Uh, well, yeah, and I do we, think a lot of men just want to fill the hole. They're like, bring someone, anybody. Uh, I think I think men and women do. I I think I mean what the the the, the kind of advice. Um, in, in, I mean, the, for me personally, um, 
I, uh, my kind of number one priority was making sure my, my kids were all kind of sorted and settled and, you, you know, as, as, as best as possible. Um, but then the, the next, the next um, thing for me was to, um, for me to get myself all, all sorted as well. Um, I, I, I made a conscious kind of effort. I, I, I just wasn't interested. I wanted to get myself sorted, understand me, get myself back because, you know, when you, you know, I said at the beginning, particularly for men, their identity is tied up in this, um, you know, in, in this in this marriage, and then all of a sudden their social life and everything has kind of been taken away from them. And and so what you do, and of course, I mean, you know, you, and you know what, James, let's throw COVID in there too. See yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, God, I mean, what a what a what a time. But um, you know, it's it's you could easily, and and what I see is, you know, people, men and women. They kind of just mask all of that by just jumping into a relationship. Yeah, I, saw, I think I shared someone's post um, uh, a couple of days ago. Um, it was something. It said something along the lines of uh, something like, "If you um, do, you ju- do you keep jumping from relationship to relationship rather than change yourself?" You, you know, you know, it's 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 so true. Right. If you you can't be you can't be in a healthy relationship if you don't know what don't know who you are or what you want. I would love to do another one and talk about um, dating and preparing for dating and, you know, all of that. I mean, in your spare time between your five jobs and your book writing and, you know, all the other things that you have going on. You're very busy. But thank you so much, James. It was really fun talking to you and so cool to get that. It's been great. It's been great. Yeah, it has. I think you're doing great things. Now, how can people find you? Let's make sure everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. So the, the Mindful Divorce is available on Amazon.com. Um, I've also just had the uh, audiobook version done as well. So that's uh, available on Audible. Um, oh, on Audible too? Yeah, yeah. It's just been done. Actually, I've got... Um, you who's reading it? Uh, it's a chap, it's a, it's a, a chap called um, uh, John Hendler. Hendler. Obviously, I didn't want to do it with my own voice. Why? Um, I was looking for. Uh, Why wouldn't you do it person. in your own voice? Well, because you you would you would need you would need subtitles. And, and anyway, I, I've I've heard my own voice when I'm speaking, and it's all like ums and ahs and all that kind of thing. So, um, so no, I, I wanted to do, I wanted to get it done professionally, and um, I originally wanted to, a Brit a Brit to do it. I decided whether I would get a, a a man to do it or a woman to do it. Um, but this guy, um, John, I know um, I'm, uh, I'm not a Brit, but um, I just wanted to put myself forward. Um, but I loved his voice. He's got this kind of southern um, um, U.S. kind of... Um, oh, okay. Um, and I'll and, listen and, and, to the excerpt then, because I, I do audible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, lo- I loved his voice. And there was, loads, there was lots of people that kind of put themselves forward, but I ended up coming back to this first guy. And uh, so, yeah, he's, he's done it. So it's available and audible now. Um, and, and then my uh, my first book, uh, it's not available on Amazon.com because of the, the British bit, but I'm, I'm writing a kind of international ver- version. But um, oh. I mean, yeah, you can, so you can- The legal can, portion of it, that's more- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kind of expand on it a, a little bit in terms of, um, but yeah, Amazon.com and Audible.com, um, and then on Instagram, it's jamesbryan.uk. Um, but um, Nina, I've actually got I've got twenty five um, promo codes um, for the Audible um, book, and, and which which I want to basically send out to people um, and get them to and get them to kind of leave a leave a review. There's t- I've got twenty three left, twenty three US ones left um, this, this morning. Cool. So yeah, so we can we can send some of those out. Nice. Okay. Good. We'll we'll sideline and talk about that. That's yeah. Cool. But so for everybody to reach you on social media, you're on, I know you're on Instagram under at mindful divorce, right? Yeah. It's yeah. My, yeah. Mindful.divorce and my personal ones, James Bryan.uk. Okay. Um, and then you'll, then you'll see the links to kind of, uh, face Facebook. I've got like a Facebook group, but you can see the link through the, um, through the Instagram. What about your website? Get... Do you have a website? Oh yeah. So my, so my, yeah, my UK, um, so my my new business, which is due to launch, is uh, easy uh, is easyonlinedivorce.com. Um, that's the that's the divorce um, website. Um, but in in terms of the book, I've got the mindfuldivorcebook.com, which is where you can you can get the um, the worksheet that accompanies the book. 
um, right. to do the to do the exercises. Okay, awesome. All right, I'll make sure that everybody can do that. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I wish you all the best with, when did the book come out? It just came out not that long ago. Um, the Mindful Divorce book came out, I should know this, shouldn't I really? Um, not that long ago, right? Yeah, June, June. Oh, so it's really recent. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the second one is, is, is quite recent, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, I think June. I wanted to I wanted to um, do something during lockdown as well. You know, I didn't want to kind of waste yeah, all that time being locked down because we were locked down. Yeah. I know. Well, you're doing lots of amazing things. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and I'll look forward to doing it again soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Keep thank doing you. what you're thank doing. You. It's awesome. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thanks, thank James. Have a good one. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining today's episode of See the Upside podcast. For more details about today's guest and show notes and links, visit our website at seetheupside.com. If you love today's show, please help us spread the word. Give us a rating and share it with your friends. We're in this thing together. And as our community grows, the positivity and compassion for each other grows too. We can do this thing. And it's so much more fun doing it together. Can't wait till next time.